When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It feels like, it feels like, it feels like disaster is on the horizon. That's what it feels like. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, just really perking you up on this cloudy day. Just really trying to get you going. Oh my goodness. Canty, as I look at the Giants and the Commanders this week, it has been an amazing season for the Giants, but... Looking at the last few weeks, they've dropped three out of four. I have a feeling that this is about to all come crashing to a halt. Oh, don't say that. For this season for the New York Giants. I hope I am not correct about that, but I feel like we're headed there. But, Carlin, can they play 500 ball the rest of the way? Because that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Can can they get three more wins? If they get to 10 wins, they're a double-digit win team. They're probably punching their ticket to a wild card in in the postseason. That's what we're hoping that they can get done. Now, we know that they have a very specific formula that they have to use in order to have success. That's playing really good defense uh, and then being able to lean on that run game with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. But, Carlin, just looking at the decisions that are looming for this franchise in the 2023 offseason, to me, the remaining six games on the Giants' schedule – they become a referendum on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. It's Both Kent- players will be free agents going into 2023. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Want you to be a part of Greeny Nation. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. With this in mind, you're asking me if I think they can go 500 the rest of the way. Well, they're going to need help. Here's what they're going to need. They're going to need Week 18 to not matter to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what's going to have to happen because, Canty, is it a fair assumption that with Washington you could get a split? They've got Washington twice. They've got the Eagles twice. They've got the Eagles twice. They've got a road game at Minnesota, and they're home for Indianapolis. Right now, right now, I am going to give you a split with Washington and a win against Indianapolis. I don't know that I can give you a split with Philadelphia, but the only way I can is if Week 18 doesn't mean anything to the Eagles. I think there's a strong chance that it doesn't Probably won't, exactly. Yeah, so at that point, but you are still hoping and needing some help along the the way there. Well, I don't know if you say they need help. They do control their own destiny, and and three wins doesn't seem like a tall order considering how well this team has played throughout the entirety of the season. Now, they've struggled as of late, but every team struggles at some point in the season, Carlin. Think about the Philadelphia Eagles losing to the Washington Commanders and then being on the ropes against the Colts the following week. It happens. When I won a Super Bowl in 2011 with the Giants, we went a a stretch of four games where we lost all four of them. So it's it's just, it happens. It's a team's ability to be able to respond. And what gives me confidence that the Giants will respond in a positive way is what I've seen from their head coach, Brian Dable. They are a well-coached football team. Mm -hmm. They will find a way to be able to bounce back. And we also got to acknowledge 
that they are going to get healthier as this as this thing starts to ramp back up. They're going to get healthier. They'll get Evan Neal back. They'll get Adoree Jackson back. A Xavier McKinney in a broken hand. He'll be back. Like, they're going to get some key cogs back in the lineup. And then they'll have a chance to be able to put something together and go on a run. But I, I don't know. If you're asking me to put money on it today, I would say that the Giants can find three more wins with their remaining schedule. But here's the deal. You got four division games, Carlin. Four. These are the teams that you're going to be competing against year in, year out. What does Daniel Jones do? What does Saquon Barkley do in those games? Will determine whether or not Joe Shane views them as foundational pieces for his program building moving forward. Well, Barkley in particular is fascinating to me because we've got the problem of the production going down the last few weeks. We've got the problem of his usage being higher than any other running back in the NFL. And so where is it? Is it somewhere in the middle? Are we going to see him refreshed at some point and and producing like he was earlier this year? Or is Saquon Barkley just at the point now where we're going to see a tail off as this season goes along because he is getting used as much as he is? Because they can't, it's not like they can afford to stop using him that much. They can't. No, they can't, but it's not like we haven't seen Saquon Barkley have big performances in the month of December or beyond in his career. I mean, he's got five 100-yard rushing games when the calendar has turned to December or later. So I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt that he'll be able to summon something within himself in order to produce because, quite frankly, the Giants have no other path to getting to the playoffs unless he gets back to the guy that we saw the first two months of the regular season. Now, here's what I want to know. For me... This has the feeling, and it may be unfair, but it has the feeling of the type of year that the Jets had about six, seven years ago. Oh, you're talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick in Buffalo? Todd Bowles' first year. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick in Buffalo throwing the three interceptions. Yep. They went 10-6. and They were not expected to win that many games. It was the first year of Todd Bowles, and it was a group that we kind of knew weren't foundational, but they felt like they were playing over their heads. And then the following year, you kind of got smacked back to reality. Um, That's what it feels like to me as I look at this season because, yeah, it's been terrific to watch for them to be better this year. But I'll ask Nuno as a Giants fan, how are you going to view this season if you don't make it to the playoffs? I will be slightly disappointed, but mm-hmm. here's where I'm thinking. As uh, Canty said, I know at the end of this year that we have a the right head coach. We assume we'll have the right GM. The GM. Jets and, thought the same thing about McCagnan and yeah, no. but we're not the Jets. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then the the bigger thing is, I'll be uneasy if I don't have a Daniel Jones. A true Daniel Jones question, right? Because I can't tell, I'll ask you this. You see this team. They have no weapons. When you look at what is possibly available out there in the market, unless you're going to go get Jimmy G, what other guy are you going to bring in that will be better than Daniel Jones when you surround him with better weapons? That's a great question. I mean, to me, it's Jimmy G. Another name that you're probably going to hear is Tyler Huntley, the backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. He'll be out there in the free agent landscape. But I don't know that you're going to be able to find a better quarterback outside of Jimmy G that's going to be available in free agency. And I don't know that the Giants are going to be in a position to draft 
one of the top quarterbacks coming out this year. So you might be in a position where you have to roll with Daniel Jones, but for how long? Does Daniel Jones become your quarterback for the foreseeable, or is Daniel Jones just a bridge to you finding your franchise quarterback? I think a lot of how the contract is structured by Joe Shane will be determined by what we see from Daniel Jones over the next six games. Because keep in mind, Carlin, the game against Dallas on Thanksgiving, that's a tough situation. Giants aren't used to that kind of short week. But the game against the Lions at home Sunday before that, yeah, that is absolutely on Daniel Jones. You yep. can't have multiple turnovers. and We hadn't seen that from him this year. So if he can avoid those types of performances – and, and, and play within himself and, and, and make some plays both with his arms and his legs, then I could see a case for, for Joe Shane to be able to give Daniel Jones a two- or three-year contract this offseason you know, at relatively reasonable money in order to stick around until they can find something better. Here's the thing about the Giants. There's nothing about them that scares me if I'm another team that has to face them down the stretch of the year in a big game or in the postseason. Well, is that why Odell Beckham Jr. is coming in for a visit tomorrow? Uh, Probably. Uh, but they, they got to listen. They have to have another receiver. I know. This is a team that's trying to make a playoff push. They need another receiver. Darius Slayton can't be it. No, he can't be. He can't be it. But they're but they're not going to be taking him. I, don't, I they're not going to be getting him. I don't think he's going to. Well, I don't. I don't chance. think Joe Shane and Brian Dable are going through the motions with bringing Beckham into the building. I, I think there's some genuine interest, and it seems to be reciprocated by Odell. So we'll see what happens. But do they need him? Absolutely, because this is a team that can make a playoff push. Let's check in on the phones with Anthony on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Anthony, you're on Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. What do you got on this, bud? What's going on? What's going on, gentlemen? How are you? Great. Good. So, um, you know, this is like a, you know, pretty hot take, but, you know, I'll just say it. So I just think that the Giants, not the end of the world if they falter at the end of the season. And here's why. I think that if they falter, I feel like they can tag Saquon or give him a deal, but they would get both of them at a discounted price. And seeing the way that both of them have played this season, I think that it's pretty two pretty good starting points for the rest of the season, uh, for the rest of, you know, Next couple of years. What do you guys think? I think, first of all, A, you sound remarkably like Nuno. I don't know why that <laughs> is. Sounds, Bubba, did that not sound like Nuno on the telephone? It sounded exactly like him to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Now that you mention it, I do hear it. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together at first, but I, it, it, did, it did kind of sound like Yeah, Nuno on the telephone. I like it. Maybe it's because I spent some time with Nuno on the phone this morning. Number two, though, more importantly, is that uh, I, I think with Daniel Jones – they are absolutely going to be in the position where they're talking about a three for 70, 75 type deal with him for the next couple of years. I think mm-hmm. that's where you're going to end up because they're not going to be in the position to draft somebody. The Giants are not in the position to go and trade a bunch of picks to move up to go draft somebody. Mm-hmm. And they, it's just too easy of a solution. It's too easy of a solution. He may not be your franchise quarterback, Chris, but anything that you're saying, like, I, I don't think they're going to end up with Jimmy G. I think the market uh, is going to be robust. Is Jimmy G an upgrade from where Daniel Jones is? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely he is. But I think the market for Jimmy G is going to be pretty big. And that's great, but I think Daniel Jones being your starting quarterback puts a ceiling on how good your team is. Now, I'm not saying that the Giants need to be thinking about championships 
you know, in year two of Dayball and Shane's tenure. But I do think they have to be thinking about progression with the development of their program. And quite frankly, I, I'm on the opposite end with Nuno and everybody else. It would be a disappointment if this Giants team didn't make the playoffs after getting out to a 7-2 start. It would absolutely be a disappointment. We recalibrated expectations for this team after October. And so what they've done over the last month or so with three losses, that doesn't have me feeling good about this team. What they need to do is have a strong finish, a strong last third of the season where we're talking about them being in the playoffs. I think then you give yourself some options in terms of how you handle Saquon and Daniel Jones. But if I'm being honest, Carlin, I don't see Joe Shane giving either one of those guys a long-term commitment. No, I, and, and by that, I would say three or less yeah. for both. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree on that front. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. There is a superstar in the NBA that has been MIA forever, and yet we're not talking about it. Why? Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 40 years since Thriller came out? How is that possible? Yeah, we're old. Yeah, I That's guess so. That's what it is. Well, you, I mean, you just turned 40, so you are as old as Thriller. So, yeah. like, the problem is I kind of remember when that So happened. is that the line of demarcation? If you are older than Thriller, then you are just officially old. And yeah. if you are the same age or younger than Thriller, then you're a young person. Yeah, I think that's about Okay, I feel good about that. I then. think that's about fair. Sucks for you, but I feel good about it. <laughs> 
And as we know, that's all that matters. There you go. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Uh, something happened last night for the 107th time in the last 111 games in the NBA. It's exceptionally common. You know what that was? Kawhi Leonard not playing? Correct. Oh, Inactive. Okay. <laughs> Chris, Nuno and I were talking about this this morning. Why is this not a bigger story? As, as we saw this week... Uh, Brian Windhorst, you know I'm a big Hoop Collective fan in the podcast, yes. but also uh, his column, wrote about this, that the Clippers are, as you would say, pot committed, so mm. to speak, when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. And it doesn't feel like Kawhi Leonard's committed to very much at all. I mean, honestly, we're, we're at this point where the guy's played five games in two years. Why isn't this a bigger deal? Well, it's not a bigger deal because we're talking about the NBA before Christmas. And we know that is the unofficial start of when the NBA matters. And so I think for the Clippers stand, from the Clippers standpoint, they got Kawhi Leonard to compete for championships. That's going to happen in the spring and on into the NBA playoffs. That's not going to happen right now. And right now you do have a team that's good enough to win without Kawhi Leonard. They're 13-9. and nine, And, Carlin, you got to give love and you got to give props where props to do. Reggie Jackson – Flat-out baller. I mean, he yeah. dropped 24 last night. Ivan Zubats, he's been on one lately, Carlin. He's been on one lately. I mean, last night, 12 points, 13 boards. But the night before that, <laughs> 31 points, 29 rebounds. Yeah. 29. Last night, Norm Powell gave you 32 off the bench. So you got guys that are stepping in in Kawhi's absence that are scoring the basketball and making plays. So I think as long as they can tread water and be, on, be in the top half of the Western Conference standings, once Kawhi gets back, you know, post-All-Star break, I think you'll see the Clippers start to make a move. All right, but it's thir- the Zubac thing, the 31-29 and 29 came up after, uh, you know, they're going up against the Pacers, and uh, it had been rumored that the Clippers were they're interested in Miles Turner, so maybe that's why he all of a sudden lit it up that night. Yeah. But on the Leonard front, um, everybody's getting anxious, and you understand why when – they traded what they did in order to get Kawhi, mm-hmm. and it's SGA who's doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. and it's the picks and pick swaps and everything they did, and the return on investment is nil right now. No, nil. It's, not, it's not nil. You're a relevant team because there's always the possibility that Kawhi is going to come back, and this is a guy that's won championships with two different organizations and won two finals MVPs with two different organizations. So... Um, I can understand why the Clippers are still holding on to the promise of what this team could be with Kawhi Leonard healthy enough to be an impact player. Now, there was one thing that happened last night that has not happened very often in the NBA, but it's starting to happen more and more for one guy. Mm. Luka, 41-12-12. A 40-point triple-double for Luka Doncic, which, by the way, is his third of the season. Yeah. And... Uh, exactly mm, no one else has done that this year. And I think he's got five career now of those. Yeah, but Carlin, more importantly, you're talking about a guy that's tied with Dirk Nowitzki for the second most 40-point games in his career as a Dallas Maverick. He's got 20 of them already. Number one is Mark Aguirre with 23. Mark Aguirre. It's a a safe bet that Luka Doncic is going to be number one in that category. By the end of the season. Hell, he might be number one in that category before Christmas with yeah. the way that this guy is playing, man. His ability 
uh, to not only make shots but playmaking for others is incredible, man. I mean, he dropped off a dime to Maxi Cleaver last night, and I'm just like, how the hell did he see that pass? How, how in the world does this guy have that kind of vision and know where everybody on the court is when he needs to make a play, when he needs to make a pass? It's really incredible to watch what he does. Is he going to end up being the, the guy this year that is just the no-brainer? The guy that we know yeah. all season long is going to be the MVP. Yeah, I mean, Carlin, he was he was plus twenty two in thirty nine minutes. Wow, plus twenty two in thirty nine minutes. It, I mean, it's just I, I I don't know what you say to that. I mean, listen, he's going up against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. The Warriors had their full complement of players last night. Wiggins was on the court too, and he handed those guys an L. And it felt like every time. The Warriors are going to make a posh, whether it's Kaminga from the corner with a three ball or whether it was Steph Curry just throwing the ball at a basket and three-pointer going in. Luka Doncic came up with the plays, whether it was him making the shots or him kicking it out to THJ to make shots or him being able to distribute to other players. He made more plays than the Golden State Warriors did down the stretch. And, Carlin, that's why I have more confidence in the Dallas Mavericks getting back to the conference finals than I do the Golden State Warriors. And there's the last thing. The Knicks uh, rolled last night, Pistons. But, Chris, it, this just feels like this is going to be a middling team all season long. Julius Randle's playing well. If the opportunity presents itself and he continues to play at a high level, you have to trade him. Yeah, you'd have to trade him. You see what you can you get for to. him. But Carl, it's also about being able to get more minutes for Obi Toppin, right? Yeah. I mean, It's want- about that, and it's about can I get some picks for Julius Randle by the time the deadline comes around. Well, yeah, you want to get the picks, but Carl, I also got to ask this question. You're getting the picks to do what? Exactly. That's the one thing that I don't understand about Leon Rose. You had an opportunity to be in on the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes, and you just didn't want to go there with what the asking price was for Utah. How's that working out for Cleveland right now? It's working out great. Pretty damn good. And my problem with this is if they end up – I don't think Julius would ever be part of a bigger trade to go and get another – Superstar. But if they ended up, or a superstar, I should say, if they ended up, Chris, ending up uh, paying just as much in return on a lesser player than Donovan Mitchell, which I very much think could happen because they're going to get to that point where it's either we do this or we don't, it's going to be a highly regrettable situation. They've got to do something. They've got to make a move to bring in another star. And right now, I say another star in air quotes, because I don't know that they have one star. I, RJ I don't. is not exactly shooting the lights out there. No, year, and I know Julius least. Randle had an all-NBA season a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but that's not we who know he, what that is. That's not who he is. So yeah. I, 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 they have to have a star, Colin. This is a star-driven league, and the Knicks don't have one. So you have to turn those draft picks into a star player. Now, I get it. You want to develop your homegrown talent. That makes sense. But you also have to get to a point with that homegrown talent where those guys can ascend – to become perennial all-stars, or you can flip those players and picks and bring in other stars. The Knicks haven't done either since Leon Rose has gotten here, and I'm trying to figure out when that's going to happen in order for this franchise to be taken seriously as an Eastern Conference contender. I think we're all trying to figure that out at this point. Greeny, the podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Is it alarming to you, Tim Hasselbeck, that it's 40 years ago today that Thriller was released? And does that... You're exactly how old now? 44. So 40 years ago? Yeah. So you don't remember it. Oh, I know I remember it, but, but like... you don't remember, like, how big of a deal it was when it came out if you're only 44. No, of course not. But, like, um, but I'm also that same person that, like, someone would be like, oh, like, like in 2000. And I'm like, oh, like, it was yesterday. And then you realize, yeah. that, like, that was yeah. two decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like... A long time ago. Oh, okay, no, 2000 was a really long time ago. Yeah. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Coming to you live from the Seaport District, brought to you by Gray Goose. Tim Hasselbeck, you just heard him. Of course, ESPN football analyst joins us right now. First thing, I, I was getting on Canty a little while ago because you put out your list this morning of the top five quarterbacks in the NFC that you trust to win a playoff game right now. And Kenty has been nonstop on Jalen Hurts for the last few weeks. And I turn around and he said, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, that's where I'm going. Uh, First of all, you know what we uncovered, though, with his Jimmy Garoppolo love? We we uncovered something pretty profound Mm. is he. And I appreciate this. He's like, look, I, you picked the Niners to win the Super Bowl. Is that right? To get to the Super to Bowl. To get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, like, has conviction of, like, no, listen, man, I made this pick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm riding with it. Like, there are a lot of guys who it's like they'll pick a different team every week. Yeah. Like, that's no good, right? So, like, he stuck with it. 
The problem, though, Chris, yep. is you know the problem. Yep. <laughs> Why he picked the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. I, he felt like he saw a lot in Trey Lance. But. Yeah. But boy, what did I say? He was going to be the MVP of the league? <laughs> but, but so, look, I, I would say this, and I have that list. Like, there are parts of it, you know, of having the list where I'm like, look, Geno Smith is on my list. Right. Mm. Right? So, you know, like – I think Geno Smith has played great this year. Yeah. Like, and, and I think in some ways people haven't even acknowledged how great that he's played. He's been outstanding. And honestly, in their two losses these last couple of weeks, he's actually been really good and like better in those two games than he has been in some other games. Um, so, listen, I think Jalen Hurts is great. I actually think Jimmy Garoppolo like, is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I do think that's the case. I think the big story in the NFC is that there is not a quarterback where you're like, yep, like, that guy is so much better than everyone else he's going to face in the postseason. There just isn't there isn't that right now. Tim, you're going to have to help me understand the coaching decisions that Todd Bowles made in Cleveland at the end of regulation against the Browns. I, I don't understand why he didn't take a timeout after that first down completion to Rashad White, and he let valuable seconds run mm-hmm. off the clock. They hit a 26-yard pass to Julio Jones, puts him around midfield, mm-hmm. but there's only eight seconds to go in the game and they've got two timeouts in their pocket. Help me understand that yeah. decision. No, I mean, I think, listen, it's no different than, I mean, in some ways it's a little bit different, but like the situation on Monday Night With football. Jeff Saturday, yeah. And look, I, I think part of it is this. I, it is way easier, and I think you would agree with this, having like lived it and, and knowing sometimes, like as we sit here with microphones, talk about, especially after the fact, how easy is it, it is. Like, hey, on defense, like why don't you guys do that better? It's like, well – well, it's not that easy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's a certain front that we're playing, and because we're playing that front, because last time we played a different front, and they ran it down our throat, and we did. Like, there are there are certain things. So, like, even in a game plan scenario, like where you think, all right, well, I don't think it's going to take us that long to get the next play off. You know, I didn't think that. Well, we weren't supposed to call a play where receivers had to switch sides, and so now we wasted more time. So, I think it's easy for us to say, like, hey, burn that time out right now. Give yourself the time because we end up seeing it happening. So I'm not saying that, that Bowles was right. I'm not saying that Jeff was right. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But I do think it ends up being a little bit easier for us to kind of find some of these scenarios after the fact and be like, well, that four seconds there, that, that, that 12 seconds there that you could have had by taking the timeout would have changed the outcome of the football game. Okay. All right. That, I guess that brings me to a larger conversation with the Bucks because even in the two previous drives before that last one, they were both three and outs, mm-hmm. and they had four called passes to two called runs, took up less than two minutes a game clock. And I guess the question that I have about the Bucks is, is the head coach holding them back? Is the head coach going to cause Tom Brady an opportunity to compete for a championship this year? Yeah, well, I would say this about Todd Bowles, and I think that we kind of fall guilty to this a lot of times. Head coaches matter. I mean, I, I think that, like, there's, there's a reason that certain guys, like, continue to win games. I think we can look around the NFL and probably agree, you know, on, on the top list. We're like, do you, do you trust Andy Reid? Do you think Andy Reid helps them win football Hell games? Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Like, and I think you could say a similar thing for John Harbaugh. Yes. Like, he, like, he does. And so think of the conversation about the AFC West. Hell, who's going to win the AFC West? It's like, let's be careful not to think that Nathaniel Hackett's going to roll into town and all of a sudden, like, that's just like an even match for someone like Andy Reid. Because it's not. It just, it, yeah. it is not. And so, 
listen, look, whatever you thought of Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians had coached a lot of football, had won a lot of football games. And look, Todd Bowles comes in and takes over. Like there still is a lot of pressure to prove that you can do it. Now, look, I think he's a very good coach. I think he's, uh, I think some of the issues that they've had, whether it's been receiver injury, whether it's been offensive line issues, uh, they have not, they've just an older football team, you know, I, I think some of that's been the case. So I don't want to put it all on Todd Bowles, but yeah, I do think that coaching matters quite a bit. Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN football analyst, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. When you look at the Giants right now, does this feel tenuous to you? As if this might get away from them soon? Yeah. I, now, I think this. I think they exceeded expectations. Yes. So the fact, like, if we would have gone back to the beginning part of the year and said, all right, meaningful game in December. You sign up for that? Yes, Everyone sir. Would, Heck yeah, you <laughs> yes, would, right? So like, You might have signed up for October. <laughs> yes, right. So, so I think in fairness, like, mm-hmm. could this slip away? Yeah, it could slip away. There's no question about it. Could it, it could still work out, though. And here we are in December playing meaningful games if you're, if you're a fan of the Giants. And, so, and I think there has to be encouragement about how the quarterbacks looked, how they have designed things for the quarterback, what Saquon has looked like. Look, remember all the talk about Saquon getting traded before the start of the season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and then you look at it and you're like, you know what? Like, he probably changed the way people are viewing him now. And, and with all that talk about trading him before the season – it wasn't like it felt like there was a ton of teams signing up and being like, oh, hey, if this is real, I'm going to check and see if we can get him. So uh, I, I think that – I think they could not make the postseason and this still end up being a really encouraging year for the New York Giants. Tim, it's not an encouraging year for the Green Bay Packers. No. This is all bad right now yep. to the point where people are asking the question whether or not they should shut Aaron Rodgers down. Now, Rodgers on the McAfee show yesterday said he's all good to go. The scans came back clean, clean, and he plans to go play in Chicago. Do you agree with the organization starting Aaron Rodgers moving forward, or is no. there a scenario where you can see them deciding to sit Rodgers and play Jordan Love? No, I, I think that certain players you know, earn the right to, if they are healthy – you know, to basically say, like, I'm still playing, you know? Yeah. Especially when they're making a lot of money, which he certainly is. So, like, and I don't think there's a ton of guys that, that get to that point. But, like, I just, I think they're, listen, it, it's, it is Aaron Rodgers. It was, you know, Tom Brady or, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, guys like that. Look, I remember when I was in Washington at one point, like, Bruce Smith was chasing a, a sack record. Yeah. They kind of, you know, it was like, ah, uh, you know, were they going to replace I think it was Reagan Upshaw at the time that maybe he was going to start in front of him or whatever. There's certain guys where it's just like if he's healthy enough to go and start, like he starts. Yeah. Like I just that's how it goes. That's Aaron's there. And I think this, and and you know, Chris, we talked about this a little bit on Get Up, but like Aaron Rodgers was the league MVP the previous two seasons. Like Aaron Rodgers could have an amazing year next year. Like mm. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is done. I don't need to see Jordan Love. What I need to do is I, I need Aaron Rodgers to come back next year because I think he that team is still potentially good enough to win a Super Bowl next year with Aaron Rodgers. Tim Hasselbeck with us on Kenty and Carlin in for Greeny. Uh, the Jets with Zach Wilson and Mike White. Um, is th- This feels pretty simple. As long as Mike White's playing well and they're winning games, everything stays the same. There, there's no discussion to be had here. But when they have as much invested in Wilson 
How much is that going to complicate things down the stretch if White has a bit of an off game? Yeah, I mean, I, look, do you, do you, here's the thing, and I asked Chris this in commercial break. Do the Jets want Mike White to play great the rest of the year? No. No. <laughs> See, if I'm Robert Sala, I want whoever is going to help me no, win I get games it. to play I get White, it. Play but great. if Mike White plays great the rest of the year, then Zach Wilson does not get back out onto the field. No. Which it, means at that point, you, you've moved on. That's why I really felt. like Listen, I, I know he's in a tough spot. I didn't think they should have benched him. Really? Like, and so I'm sitting here saying that now, knowing that Mike White just played great last week mm-hmm. in bad conditions. Okay? Because I think as soon as you benched him in this scenario, for a kid that had three starts and had thrown more interceptions and touchdowns and was a fifth-round draft pick of a different team, you were done with him. You were done with him at that point. It was over. And so I actually think, like, truthfully, the best thing for them going forward – because I – I think the best thing for – I personally think the best thing for them is if Mike White does play great the rest of the way. Yeah. I really do. Because you think they're done with him anyway. Yeah. And so and then in that scenario uh, – right, All right. Yeah. But are they done with him in their minds at that point? Or, are they, or is he done with them? I think both. Yeah. Wow. But isn't that – I mean, I – so I, just, I don't know how you handle that at that point. Listen, and I – Well, and, it becomes easy for the Jets to handle it because Mike White is going to have to go on the road against the Minnesota Vikings and win right. a game and then on the road no, against but, the Buffalo like, Bills so, but, in but Chris weeks. Because like, we don't think – I think both Chris and I don't yeah. think it's going to look like, like last week looked. No. It's not going to look like that the rest of the way. No. no. All right. Let's yeah. play pretend here and that it does. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Mike White's your quarterback. And he's a starter next year. No doubt. Yeah. Goes into camp as a starter next year. Yeah. You're done, Like, it's over. So now, you now would have th- burned two top five picks at the quarterback spot in four years? Five years? Yeah. So, I, wow. I just, you know, like, but so now the other scenario is this. He stubs his toe in one game. So, what is his leash? Is it one game? You know? And then, by the way, what a terrible environment to play in <laughs> if you're a quarterback. You have one bad game and I'm putting you in for a guy that you played better than. Like, that's the – I just think that it's – there's a lot of things that when you make that move to bench Zach Wilson, like, I really hope that he played out every scenario. And if one of those scenarios was this guy could play great for three weeks, have one mediocre to bad game, and I'm going to bench him to give Zach another opportunity. If he played that scenario out and he was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do, then – God bless him. Like, that's his plan. That's why he's making a lot of money. But that's why I would not have benched him when I benched him. Is he salvageable at all for anybody? Is Wilson at that yeah, point I mean, salvageable? I think this. I, and, you know, I know, you know, my brother had some comments on Sunday Countdown that I, I think, you know, got some pretty good play about. Listen, he was a starter in Seattle. He kind of thought he was a good leader, thought he was a really good player. He gets benched for Trent Dilfer. Trent comes in. My brother gets another opportunity because Trent tears his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Now, at that point, my brother learned from getting benched. You know, but he had the benefit of he also was seeing Trent, who had won a Super Bowl, and Trent, who was a different leader, and Trent, who was a little bit more mature. And so he saw it from that perspective. So, like, is Zach going to see that from Mike White? Like, I'm not sure that he is. But I do think that Zach's got to become a better leader. He's got to become a more sure teammate and player. 
And so is he salvageable? Yeah, he's got the talent, but that other stuff needs to happen. Great stuff, Tim. We appreciate it, man. Thanks yeah, for hanging out. Yeah, good to be out. on with you guys. Oh, man. Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN football analyst. It, it, this is a bizarre scenario for the Jets for the rest of the way. There is no getting around this. Carlin, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. They took Sam Darnold with the third overall pick. They took Zach Wilson with the second overall pick a year and a half ago. You're talking about burning two top three picks at quarterback over the last four drafts. That's, that's brutal. Now, granted, it, it, what, what are they going to say? It wasn't this regime. It was the other regime. It was Woody Johnson. It was the franchise. Yeah. It was the same owner. It was the franchise. Now, I don't think, the one thing I would say about it is, nobody's going to care if they actually win the game. If they actually And making win the games, playoffs matters for a team that hasn't been in the postseason since 2010. Oh, there's no question it does. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.